To any impartial observer, Donald Trump is probably not only the least intelligent US president in history, but possibly one of the least intelligent democratically elected leaders in the world. Yet he is lauded by his emotionally subscribed base who are so invested in his cult, there's literally nothing that he can say to convince them of his ineptitude. He is intellectually dwarfed by everyone around him, which is precisely why his base love him. He has authority over the intellectual elite, and there is nothing anyone can do to change that. He is the champion of those who wallow in insecurity, saturated by a population who exceed them in qualifications, expertise, and achievements. They see men like Trump as the hero of the underachievers. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. We're the smartest people. We're the most loyal people. Now, that in isolation could be an altogether benign phenomenon but its sustenance requires the persistent promotion of the underqualified to justify the new status quo. The easiest way to do this? Denigrate and degrade the very concept of qualifications and erode as much as possible any trust in the notion of expertise. Only then can the truly unqualified justify their status as kings. Now, it is important to notice what these people are, not just who they are, because it matters. With very few exceptions, they are white, and more often than not, they're male. They are the traditional power holders of our society, who, due to their own underachievement, have been displaced amongst the ranks of experts and intelligentsia by women, people of colour, and youth. They are dispossessed of their inherent status, and they are unprecedentedly uncomfortable with the fact that they are no longer on the captain's bridge, dictating our course through increasingly troubled and complex waters. So they look to their champions, men and women that look and sound like them with the qualifications to match, declaring that it is the experts who lack knowledge, not them. This denigration of expertise during time of immense collective challenge damages our ability to confront and solve these challenges. But it is necessary for these people to salvage their sinking esteem in a world that no longer automatically values them just for being white and middle-aged. They are ensuring we walk as slow as our slowest learner, at the same time as they denounce the very act of learning. But by denigrating the concept of expertise, they grant their challenging opinions the status of equality, and they themselves as an equal side to a balanced debate. How many times have you heard this? So-called expertise. The so-called experts and authorities. The so-called experts. The so-called experts and opinion leaders. Quote-unquote experts. The so-called experts are wrong. These words uttered by those with no expertise at all, attempting to cast doubt on the idea that expertise even exists. Yet none of them would exist in the public consciousness unless they disagreed with experts. It is their entire business model. Because insecure underachievers do not want to tune in to see someone tell them that the experts understand something that you couldn't possibly grasp. They want to laugh at these so-called experts. All those that were smarter than them in high school and spent years studying a single subject, they want to be reassured that their education had been wasted and all the intellectual elites are just too blind to see. But you, dear viewer, you watch Sky News. You understand things the rest of Australia are incapable of. Now, let me be unequivocal. Qualifications do not make you a better person or even more intelligent. 
When I visit a doctor, for instance, I do not do so in submission. I don't assume they are more intelligent than me. It is entirely plausible that I am more successful than them in, in many of my endeavours. But whilst I have no reverence for that doctor, I have an acceptance that they possess something I do not. Attained expertise on a subject. Now at that moment, their opinion on that subject is more valued than mine. Could I seek a second opinion? Absolutely. But it would be the opinion of another expert capable of an equally valued opinion. Now, most in our society are completely at ease with this temporary surrender of equality to medical professionals. We've done it for years. We would never ask Andrew Bolt to provide a second opinion on an important MRI scan. Yes, it's just plain empirical data that we can all see, but it takes experts years to fully understand what that data means. Why are we not alarmed when men without so much as a science degree insist on providing a second opinion on epidemiological data? You don't need to have a degree to have an opinion, but you should have at least a degree to challenge scientific consensus. Now, I have been uncharacteristically complimentary of Morrison when discussing his handling of this pandemic. And that's because he's been uncharacteristic in listening to the experts around him. Right now, we are at a precarious moment in this crisis. And right on cue, the men that have made a career convincing their viewers that experts know nothing are demanding Morrison stop listening to the experts around him. Australia, now more than ever, value education, value expertise, and value the experts that have undoubtedly saved the lives of thousands of Australians this year. And please ignore as best you can the ignorant ramblings of these empty cans determined to justify their inadequacy. They will not slow us down.